What do you do when your body is beat down by the flu and you can barely function? Your brain is not putting together coherent thoughts. Well, I'll tell you what you do. You record a podcast. Welcome to the Urbanism Speakeasy, the podcast focused on human-scale design, planning, design, and engineering issues that impact all of us, discussed in plain English. No degrees or silver spoon pedigree required. Now, here's your host, Andy Baino. People know me as an outspoken advocate for walkable, bikeable streets. I'm a fan of active lifestyles, but I didn't come into this work as a health and wellness nut. When I was young, I'd ride my bike to 7-Eleven to get two big bites and a super big gulp as my way of spending lawn mowing money. And if I had any left, I'd ride over to Waxy Maxi's to see what tapes were on sale for $5.99. I tell you this to let you know I was a pretty ordinary Gen Xer. Active, but not a health advocate. I'm thinking about health because I was recently part of an active living summit where I had a chance to speak with some other folks about the connection between infrastructure and physical health. Good street design goes hand in hand with active transportation. When streets are safe and comfortable for walking, people walk. And here's the funny thing about traffic engineering and road design. We weren't trained to care about people. All that mattered were the models representing peak hour car traffic. Reduce delay, seconds matter, add more lanes, build more interchanges. I started my grown-up work as a traffic engineer, and then I morphed into a transportation planner, and then eventually I became, I guess, an all-out freedom fighter. So there were a couple of aha moments that I think are worth sharing. Aha moment number one. Authority can't be trusted. Now, I'll admit, I was not angry about this. I mean, I sometimes use an anarchy symbol in my signature. So, we assume that mentors have a deep understanding of public health and safety. I mean, they've been at it for 20 to 30 years when they start training young employees. But even now, in 2016, with all the information we can access on the internet, the modern transportation professional teaches that rush hour traffic must be idolized. They use safe sounding phrases like level of service to describe street performance. Level of service, it turns out, is the altar at which they sacrifice 30 to 40,000 American lives every year. I'm not a genius. I didn't have this aha moment because of a superior intellect. I asked lots of dumb questions. Why only rush hour? Why not roundabouts? Why do we assume car traffic only increases? The answer was always the same. Because that's the way we do it. Now, just to be clear, not every mentor is like this. But the authority teaches this kind of stuff. And so, naturally, most senior professionals think this way. The obvious problem in modern America is that streets were transformed into a place for high-speed cars. Walking and bicycling are essentially prohibited. The experts built stuff that forces us to drive everywhere, 
We don't have any freedom of choice. And you know what we got in return for giving up the freedom? Mayhem. Traffic crashes are the number one killer of children. American road designers are basically death squads. And that brings me to my aha moment number two. The mainstream can't even be trusted. This was a real gut punch. That's when I realized professionals aren't following a code of ethics. They're following a code of conformity. This changes everything. It's not a matter of sneaking past a few gatekeepers anymore to get good design. The mainstream can't be trusted. I'm not saying every single professional hates walking and biking, but I am saying the industry mission is conformity. We're all familiar with police brutality. Transportation professionals have their own version of this. Thought police brutality. It's what happens when you attempt to apply context-sensitive design. It's fashionable to brag about the latest flexible design standards, but the mainstream, the status quo transportation industry, fights it every step of the way. You want kids to be able to walk to school or ride bikes to the store? You're going to have to resist authority, but it is worth it. The experts want level of service A or B if possible. Turns out that's what makes streets miserable. William Holly White was a famous people watcher, also an urbanist. He said, quote, The street is the river of life of the city. They come to these places not to escape, but to partake of it. In other words, streets are for people. The street is the river of life. When things move at a human pace, streets are safer and people are happier. We need to be analyzing streets in different ways. We don't need peak hour factors that focus on car traffic through intersections. We need things that deal with the interaction of people, human experiences, the likelihood that you'll have a good encounter with a person while walking or riding a bike. Maybe it's a flirtability factor. The design ingredients that make great streets are legal in the United States right now. Narrow lanes, traffic calming, protected bike paths, it's all allowable. Our challenge is persuasion. We have to convince people that safe streets are worth designing. Because like I said, it's not going to happen from the authority. It's not even going to happen from the mainstream. This is going to sound silly, but we have to convince people that safe streets are worth designing. We need to persuade people that street design is directly connected to public health. That's far more compelling than traffic congestion statistics. Don't get into arguments with about some kid, some college kid who rides at night with dark clothes and no helmet. She's not crashing into cars and killing people. If a car hits a pedestrian going 40 miles an hour, that pedestrian is almost guaranteed death. If a car hits a pedestrian going just 20 miles an hour, that pedestrian is almost guaranteed life. Now think about how common it is to see 45 mile an hour streets. We're encouraged to drive fast. So what do you do if you're not a health professional, but you care about public health? You care about people living? Well, thing number one, Remember that silence is the enemy. The professionals are not going to make anything better without being shoved. Question everything. Not for the sake of being disruptive, but because it's quite possible that the fundamental assumptions of the experts are dead wrong. 
Again, I'm telling you this as someone who was part of those death squads. If you're hiring me to design your bike infrastructure, challenge me. Make sure that my priority, my single priority, is to protect human life. We should be designing streets for people of all ages to ride bikes. In cities where it's safe for kids to ride in the streets, it's also safe for old people to drive. Any race, any income. As a social revolutionizer, nothing compares to the bicycle. The mainstream mocks us and says, we think the bicycle's a unicorn. You know what? It is a unicorn. Bike-friendly streets would save thousands of lives and make us all happy. Happiness means more smiling and more kissing, which leads to more babies and more kids riding bikes in streets. It's a wonderful cycle. I can't make this stuff up. It's all true. So look for ways that you can start a conversation about public health, about safety, true safety. Help restore peace and love in the streets. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Please visit urbanismspeakeasy.com to sign up for news and podcast updates delivered right into your inbox totally free.